I'm Thomas Gideon, and this is the audio diary of a peculiar character. In it, I share thoughts about food, drink, beer, travel, music, and life in general in five-minute segments. You can read more at the companion site of A Peculiar Character at peculiarcharacter.com. Has it really been November since I shared a brewing update with you? The beer I made at that time that I talked about in that entry was my old ale. That came off quite well, and I shared rather a bit of it with friends here, friends afar, and my family when I was in Florida a couple of months back. That beer in particular has me thinking about sort of the the texture, the surprise, the interest, the the things that you need to do in recipe formulation to keep a beer from being fairly monotonous on the palate. This was one of a couple of beers that I made at the tail end of last year that I didn't design the recipe for. I got that one out of a magazine. On paper, the recipe looked fantastic, and I'm pleased to say that it came out as expected. The other one that I brewed after that, and I brewed on a solo brew day, was a a historic Scottish sweet stout. That one also had a fairly complex grain bill. In the end, though, that one, to me, in tasting it, that that stout, uh, furthered this sort of question in my mind of how to achieve that sort of interesting complexity and do it in a way where it's a bit more deft. The old ale comes on very strong young. That's why I have some of my cellar aging to see if that's actually part of the the cleverness of the design of that recipe. I believe based on the style that this is going to be the case. And so far it actually has been aging pretty well. The brown stout's not designed to be aged. That's definitely a running beer. And it used maybe a couple percent here and there of some very interesting ingredients that I think work in pleasing ways against the base malt. I made a couple of one-off specialty beers since the stout that uh, I guess to me don't represent an opportunity to dig into the recipe quite as much. The first is a cream ale. This is a very, very simple recipe. It was one invented by American brewers when German immigrants came in and started founding breweries in this country. They, of course, made the lagers that they were famous for in their homeland here. Of course, as well, American palates adapted just as quickly as European ones, and the popularity of their beer far outstripped any other beer being brewed in the country, at least according to the sources that I've been reading. Green Ale was a reaction to this. The idea was that if a brewer didn't necessarily have the equipment for lagering, they could do something close to it, working with some very American sort of distinctive ingredients, American six row and flake corn in particular, and come up with a a light, refreshing, crisp, appealing beer that would compete well in the market against lager. Of course, it didn't compete well enough to survive prohibition, and I think it's really dedicated home brewers and a few craft brewers that are starting to bring this American style back. I made it to get to know and to showcase some local malt that was made less than an hour from my house, grown and kilned both. I'm going to give most of this batch back to the maltsters in appreciation for them sharing this early stage business for them and in hopes that it might actually help them in some way as as they grow and secure more relationships and contracts with uh, local brewers. As such, I didn't feel I had the latitude to really play around with this recipe. It's 80% six row, 20% flaked maize, just enough hopping to uh, balance that all out. It really is about 
the integrity of the ingredients, not necessarily, as I said, uh, my inventiveness. The beer after that was one I promised myself for some time that I would make, which is a wee heavy version of my 80 shilling called the Pirate King. That did allow some inventiveness, and I did try to bring in some of the lessons that I've learned over the past handful of months into scaling that recipe up to something that would sell her well, it would bulk age well, and it would stand up to having that much more alcohol in it without being just boozy and overpowering in that way. I have one more beer in the cellar. I just finished making it yesterday. This is uh, my take on a Kentucky Common. Uh, I did leverage a little bit of creativity in the formulation of the recipe, mostly bringing in a couple of my favorite malts. One just a very dark kilned British malt, and the other a caramel rye that I really enjoyed in a variant of my bitter last year. Again, not a huge amount of play in that recipe. This also uses corn and the six row that I got from Dark Cloud, the malt house that I've been working with these past couple of months. But it does reinvigorate this idea of Going back over my notes, looking at some of the specialty malts that I've used, and in particular the proportions that I've used them, and try to tie them into elements of uh, the last two beers from last year that I mentioned that really just have stuck with me, and see if I can bring that intentionality into old recipes that I'm going to be returning to on my seasonal schedule again. Uh, my mild, my IPA, and my bitter are coming up in uh, that succession across the spring and summer. Some new recipes later in the year, a tropical stout that I'm playing around with to see if I can get beers that to me represent that same level of interest and depth that those couple of uh, pre-found recipes that I brewed beers off of last year uh, just stood out, I think, in, in terms of uh, last year's slate of beers. I would like to thank the Internet Archive for media hosting and bandwidth. The views expressed on this program are my own and where applicable those of my guests and in no way reflect those of my employer or anyone else. This show is produced from 100% recycled bits. Except where noted, permission to recycle those further is granted under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 United States License. That means you're free to change this show as much as you like as long as you don't alter credits and you share your changes under the same license. Theme music is Slow Burn by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0